what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Any other way other than Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary, God's not going to recognize it and God's not going to forgive you on any other grounds. You have to come God's way, which is through and by Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did for you at Calvary's cross. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 12, we're going to begin with verse 8. Luke chapter 12 and verse 8. Jesus said, Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. And this morning I want to use for a subject, preaching a few minutes, unforgivable sins. Let's go to the Lord and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before Your throne of grace today. I thank You for every person that's under the sound of my voice. And I thank You for this opportunity to be able to preach Your Word. Lord, this morning I ask for the anointing of Your Spirit. Help me to rightly divide this Word of truth. Anoint Your people to hear and to receive of this Word and be drawn a little bit closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. <laughs> this question was asked some time ago in one of our Destiny youth meetings on Friday nights. And uh, kind of caught me off guard. But uh wanted to know what was the unforgivable sin. And in doing some research... I found that there are four, four unforgivable sins that a person can commit and not be forgiven of. And since that time, the question has been asked several other times, and the Lord began to deal with my heart to address this particular subject, and hopefully today we can share some things with you and help you to understand these unforgivable sins. First of all, number one, you cannot be forgiven of sins if you don't ask. If you don't ask, you don't receive. You've got to come to a place that you realize you've got a problem. You cannot be saved and the sin issue go ignored. 
You see, the reason I say this is because a lot of churches want to jump over that and get to the good part. Well, what is the good part? Jesus Christ coming into the world and dying on the cross for you, raised from the dead, and God loves you, and all of that is true. But it's like toothpaste. You've got to apply toothpaste to the right area for it to be effective. Are you hearing me? The gospel's got to be applied to the right area. And it has to be applied to the sin in your life. So when it comes to salvation, you've got to realize, first of all, that you're a sinner. The Bible says, Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, no exceptions. Uh, Romans 6.23, The wages of sin is death. That means eternal separation from God. But the scripture doesn't stop there. It goes on to say, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Dana, if you will, back up to Romans 3 and verse 24. For all of sin comes short of the glory of God being justified freely by His grace. Being justified, being saved. It means that when you stand before God one day and He looks at you, it's just if I'd never sinned. That's the easiest way to remember it. Justified. I'm justified. I'm not telling you what I think about it. I'm telling you what God's Word says. If your faith is in Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, you are justified. It's free. You didn't have to do anything to earn it. You didn't have to put $1,000 in the offering plate. I hope you did. But it is all by simple faith in Jesus Christ, and it is a free gift of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption. That word redemption means that a price was paid, and it was a horrible price, an awful price. Jesus died on a cross, one of the most painful, agonizing deaths that a person could ever begin to imagine. He died for the worst of crimes ever committed. So I don't care who you are today or what you've done. If you'll ask him, Jesus paid the price to forgive you of your sins and to set you free from that thing. And it is in Christ Jesus, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. A lot of the world out here, they don't mind you talking about God, and as long as you leave it in the generic realm, we're okay. But when you bring it down to Jesus Christ, and you say that Jesus Christ is God, that's where you strike fire. That's where the rub comes in. That's where the offense comes in at. And sadly today we've got churches that are veering away from that now because they don't want to deal with all the lashback from that.
But what I'm telling you this morning is not my thoughts on it. It's what the book says. Jesus said in John 14, 6. Dana, if you will, put that up on the screen. Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say I'm one of many ways. He used a definite article there. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In Acts 4 and 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What are you saying, Brother James? I'm saying this. You have a lot of people out here in this world who have given their hearts to God, but not on the grounds of what Jesus did at Calvary. They have tried to get to God and ask God to forgive them according to what Muhammad said. Or they've asked God to give them according to what Buddha said. Or they asked God to forgive them of what Confucius had to say about it. Any other way other than Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary, God's not going to recognize it and God's not going to forgive you on any other grounds. You have to come God's way, which is through and by Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did for you at Calvary's cross. That's it. There is no other way. And again, that's not just me talking. That's what this book says. You say, well, Brother James, I just don't believe it. Well, you just don't believe it then. You've got a problem. You're taking up with the boss. Now I'm going to go a little step further with it now. I'm going to trouble some of you. That's okay. I was telling them in Sunday school this morning, I want people to come here to friendship. And when you come here to friendship... We're going to make you feel welcome. But I will tell you this. If there is unconfessed sin in your life, you're going to come in here. The temperature's going to be great. That pew's going to be padded. But the Holy Ghost is going to deal with you, and you're going to feel uncomfortable. But see, a lot of churches don't want to make people feel uncomfortable today. We won't tell people how good they are because we want them to come back. Well, I want them to come back, too. But I want God to come back. He said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'll be in the midst. But today the gospel is more man-centered than it is God-centered. The people are more interested about people coming in the door than they are about Jesus Christ coming in the door. Now, here's where the problem is. This is what's going to trouble some of you now. You don't come to God when you want to, to get saved. Well, I thought all you had to do was just believe and ask God. If he, that, that's right. You're, you're exactly right in that. But you don't come to God on your terms. See, a lot of people, when I talk to them, well, Brother James, I believe in what you're saying, but I'm going to do that on my deathbed. There's no guarantee when you're on your deathbed that you're even going to be in your right mind. You're not promised tomorrow. 
And when God is dealing with you through the agency of the Holy Spirit, God is giving you permission to come before Him and repent right then. Sadly, a lot of people will get up and walk out the door and have walked out that door with the conviction of the Holy Spirit on them, dealing with them and working with them. you got to come to God when He's dealing with you and working with you. Dana, if you will, put this up on the screen. John six forty four again. This is not just me talking, pulling stuff out of the air. This is what the Word of God says. John 6, No man cometh unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And that is a work of the Holy Spirit. Dana, if you will, pull up John 16, 8. And when he, speaking of the Holy Spirit... And when he is come, he will reprove. What does that mean? Convict. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Conviction. That, that, that's something that's lacking in much of the church today. There's no conviction. But that is the work of the Holy Spirit. If you don't feel uncomfortable... Sitting in that church when that preacher preached, and I don't care who it is, that preacher's not doing his job. If that preacher is constantly making you feel comfortable, there's a problem. All right. Here's a question How do I get saved? Somebody asked me that some time ago, Brother James. What is one scripture? If you had to pick one scripture in the Bible to lead somebody to the Lord, what scripture would it be? Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Dana, if you will, put it up there on that screen, please. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Look at it, if you will. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's some of you listening to me right now, listening by radio. You tune in and out each week. Most of the time you never get to the end of my message because you have to go in to your place of work or whatever the case, and we appreciate you listening. And most of the time when I do this, I wait to the end of the message. But this morning, I want to stop right here where I'm preaching at. And I want to pray a sinner's prayer. Perhaps there's some of you out there listening to me right now. God's dealing with your heart. You're not saved. But you want to be saved. And I'm going to pray a sinner's prayer this morning. I'm going to ask this congregation, if you will, to bow your heads and pray this prayer along with me. Uh, those of you listening by radio, just saying some words is not going to save you. But if you'll believe it in your heart, then God has promised that he'll save you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you as a lost sinner. I'm sorry for my sins, the things I've done, the life I've lived. Please forgive me. 
Wash me. Cleanse me with your precious blood. I realize in my heart my need of salvation, which can only come through Jesus Christ and what He did at the cross. Right now, I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And in obedience to your word, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. In my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and He is alive. You said in your word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And right now, I have called upon your name. And I believe I am washed, I am cleansed, I am saved. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. I'm believing that there are some of you listening to me by radio this morning. You prayed that prayer with me. And you believed God when you said every word of it. And you meant business with God. I want you to call me, if you will. Give me a call. 252-299-4234. I want to hear from you. Talk with you a little bit. Do one better than that. Come on over to Friendship Church. Services will start today at 11 o'clock. If you're listening by radio this morning, listening to this. Uh, those of you who may be listening by CD. Uh, we have church every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. We're located at 744 Friendship Church Road. Somebody said the address just changed here. Uh, 758, I believe it is. But uh, if you Google either one, it's going to get you here. If you get to Friendship Church Road, go to where the big steeple is. You can't miss it. Uh, we're going to make you feel welcome. But uh, you need to tell somebody that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior today. Because this is what the Scripture says. Luke chapter 12 and verse 8, Jesus said, Dana, if you will, put it on the screen. Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denies me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. You've got to tell somebody. You've got to tell somebody that you've just accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you've just got saved. You've got to do it. Not only with your lips, but that same moving of the Spirit that dealt with you to pray that prayer a while ago, and you truly mean business with God, you need to learn to recognize that voice of the Spirit and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And as you follow that leading of the Spirit, your lifestyle will change. That's another way of confessing Christ before others. It's not so much what you say as it is what you do. The greatest sermon that you will ever preach is the lifestyle that you live. Amen? All right. 
All right, number two sin that is unforgivable. Jesus said, Luke 12, verse 10, Whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. Now, this is the question that a lot of people have. What is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? What is it? Blasphemy or sin against the Holy Spirit includes any willful, malicious, and slanderous word spoken against the person and work of the Holy Spirit or ascribing the work of the Spirit to that of Satan. If you go over to Mark chapter 3, in verse 22, you'll find where Jesus spoke these same words. And there was a situation going on there that tells us what blasphemy is and gives us an example of what blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is. Mark 3.22, the Bible says, The scribes came down from Jerusalem and said, He, speaking of Jesus, hath Beelzebub. Now, Beelzebub is another name for Satan. He has Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casteth out devils. Now, Jesus had some things to say about that, but if you'll skip on down to verse 29, this is what I want to zero in on. He that blasphemed against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness but is in danger of eternal damnation, because they said he hath an unclean spirit. There you have it. Ascribing that which is of the Spirit to that of Satan. That's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. This sin is unpardonable, because it is a willful rejection of light, and a deliberate insult against the only one that can bring about conviction of sins and true repentance. In other words, if you do away with the only one that God has given to affect conviction in your life and redemption, then there's no other person that can plead your case. And that is the Holy Spirit. When you go against that, then there's no one else to plead your case and your soul is eternally lost. Now, there are those who fear that they have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. How many of you have heard people make that statement before? If that concerns them, if that thought comes into their mind, I blaspheme the Holy Spirit and I can't be saved, and that is bothering them, they've not blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Because that's the Holy Spirit dealing with them and working with them about some other sin that's going on. And a lot of times when people say, I blaspheme the Holy Spirit, it's just an excuse to get you to leave them alone so that they can continue living on in that lifestyle. But sometimes uh, the Holy Spirit is dealing with the person and working with the person. And Satan can get involved 
in that and get them confused. A person can blaspheme the Holy Spirit in ignorance and be forgiven. Let me say that again. A person can blaspheme the Holy Spirit in ignorance, not knowing what they've done. Now let me give you some scripture for that. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. So if you've blasphemed the Spirit before you got saved, you, you didn't know what you would, God will forgive you if you blaspheme the Spirit in ignorance. And I believe many times that is the case. The person does this thing in ignorance. All right, I've run out of time. And like I said, there are four sins that are unforgivable. We've only dealt with two of them this week. We're going to deal with the next two next week. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 